talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella. We are talking baseball tonight. This is Madison Quinn. The home run porch is taking over right now. Along with, uh, as always, Will Thompson, Kevin Kennedy. Hey, hey. And we have a special, special guest tonight as we've been We've been uh, promoting all the mystery long. guest, a mystery guest, Jack. If you're listening right now, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> that is Miles Barnum. Miles, welcome to the Home Run Porch. So good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, busy week here with uh, the Twins in action. Um, some better, some bad, worse. We were flying when it, on. Monday, we were just every time we saw each other or talked some text, we were so we were happy. Like, this is the greatest Twins baseball team <laughs> in the history of baseball. And then Tuesday came, we're like, okay, we didn't expect to win all of it. And then Wednesday came, and we were all ready to just end and that's, our lives. That's what this season has been. It's yeah, been a it's team. been an uncomfortable roller coaster ride, and I think that's just what it's going to be down to the down to the end of the season here. Um, so, like you said, you know, we had a a series, a promising series in Texas, where we take three games to one. Take that into a Cleveland series, where we're like, let's let's shape this up. We're going to be up by, you know, could be nine games here, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and, and the infinite wisdom of the people that did the scheduling, they put us the same week, two weeks in a row. Yeah, isn't that so weird? That that is very weird. I've never seen anything like Me that. Either. And I get that they've changed the scheduling this year, yeah. but. We we literally played twelve straight against Texas and Cleveland. Cleveland, I kind of get there in the division. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But and usually we'd have that. Usually the last month we always play a ton of White Sox games. Yeah. But the Texas thing. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know. And also Texas is in first place. And well, they're not fighting for their lives, but they're they've been, they've been well. Now going into Friday, I'm feeling a little better because their last series has been a little rough as well. Yeah, they're still but not. They're in still first. a dominant team if they can figure out putting the pitching together and the hitting together. It's it's gonna be scary, and we have to face Scherzer again. Yeah, okay. so that's, oh, that's right. Fun. Yeah, and yeah. he just—I mean—he deals every time you see him, usually. Yeah, and he knows how to get people out. Well, like um, anything else, I mean, what is it? Seven games? Or let me look at my schedule. I wish I have in front of me. It's it's six games on the road. Boy, if we can take three of them. Yep. Uh, and and preferably three, 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 three against yeah. Cleveland, but <laughs> but I'll you know I'll take whatever. The rest of the can. schedule, you know, after Cleveland, we'll see the Mets at home. The Rays at home for three, and then White Sox for four. The Reds, Angels, which uh, a series that you'll see the home run porch, guys. Yes, we're Target going field. down for those games. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's just summarize this week again, uh, hop into our favorite plays. Let's pitch it to Will first. Uh, it's me. Kevin. It's first, me. Yeah. I did something I almost never do. I picked a game right out of the gate. It was last Thursday. Um, I, I, I'm always fascinated when a guy can come off the bench and even just get a hit. Mm-hmm. So Jeffers comes off the bench and gets a pinch hit uh, home run against the Rangers. And right away I text you guys, this this is the kind of plays that I love. And I love Jeffers. He's probably one of my favorite players on the team. So let me play that. Let me make sure I got the right buttons pushed. I had a problem with that last week. Here we go. It's up to Jeffers as he swings and sends one high and deep to left field. Back it goes. Deep it goes. Gone. Ryan Jeffers, a pinch hit, go-ahead, two-run homer. And the Twins surge in front. It's 7-5 at Target Field. Yeah. Can I say something to sure. you quick? It's almost as like Jeffers has come out of his shell this year, don't you think? Oh, yeah. And like almost like maybe better than Luis Arise. We actually... Right? Miles and I... Could you say that? No, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> Why? 
because I'm I'm mad that I didn't get a Arias jersey when I was in New York, and I still love him even though he's not going to hit 400. So I'm looking at an article right here that says Ryan Jeffers is more impactful offensively than Luis Arias. Okay, so moving on to the next play of the week. <laughs> oh, Would you what, like to comment? I, I'd like to throw in a comment, not on the Luis Arias situation, okay. but Ryan Jeffers is still only 27 years old. He is the yeah. same age as when Mitch Garver debuted for the Twins. You love to yeah. see it. It's great. We were, we talked on our podcast that we did a couple days ago, which, by the way, P.S., uh, I tried to upload last night. The internet went out in the studio, so I wasn't able to upload it. I will upload it tonight, so we have a special Extra Indies podcast with me and Miles Barnum from Monday night. Uh, we talked about that because we're massively disappointed in Vasquez, and I argued just getting rid of him, but you'd said, well, we need to keep him because the Twins like depth at catcher, and I think there's some agreement on it. We have him for what, Will, two years? Two more, $10 million a year for the next two, two more years. years. Yeah, two more years. But th- yeah. don't you think that there's a good chance that there will be some team that's in need of a catcher that will come after him and we- we'll be willing to if deal Camargo with If Camargo keeps hitting like he is. Camargo looks really good. He's really yeah. good in AAA. Our AAA team is super dangerous right Our now. Our AAA team might be one of the greatest AAA teams of all time. We have a huge run difference. It's like 120. Every time I look, it's, it's like 12 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Especially when Bucks and Kirilov are playing like yeah. last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now it's to me. Now it's, okay, to, well, now it's to me. And, uh, you know, it's actually a great time to explain the backstory of why I am such a big fan of Royce Lewis. I mean, I've, I've always been a fan from when we took him first overall. But Miles, who is here with us today, we went to... Was it his third game, second game? Super early, yeah. It was, you know, he only played 11 games last year, so and it was very early on in that. And uh, Miles is is getting a bunch of jerseys. He was setting his wardrobe up for the next couple of years that day, and he got a custom Royce Lewis jersey made. Uh, so we're sitting there, we're watching the game, and he gets the phone call, and uh, he's like, oh, my jersey's done. And he runs off to get it. And while he's gone, the bases get loaded, yeah. Royce Lewis gets up to bat, and just crushes one. First home run of his career. It was incredible. What a moment. And my friend is off getting a Royce Lewis jersey. And I stood up with the Royce Lewis jersey. Yeah. Like the red cool jersey Will's wearing right now. Yeah. And no one else in the stadium had a Royce Lewis jersey because it hadn't been made yet. So So fast forward uh, (laughs) a year and change to earlier this weekend. Sunday. Sunday. And Royce Lewis steps up to bat with the bases loaded again. And the righty delivers, swung on, hit into center field well. Long run is Tavares. He'll turn around. It's out of here! That ball carried to straightaway center field. And the Twins trail 5-4 on Royce Lewis's second career grand slam. So that's number two, and he'd only had, I think, at that point, seven career home runs. Yes. Clutch person. Danny Glad needs to be a little more excited, I think. <laughs> well, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, drive and yeah. It didn't look like it was going to be a home run off the bat. It kind of <laughs> yeah. carried. I, I love Provis because he's always like, Twins win! Twins win! <laughs> yeah. but they're, Danny, they're both, Danny sounds like he's, he's about to have dental surgery. They're both so good together, yeah. though. <laughs> but yes, I, I do like Danny Glad. <laughs> So he's he's you know he's off to a great start to his career. Hit two grand slams in his first ten home runs. The next day, Miles is at the game, and Miles, it's your play of the week. Okay, of course my play of the week was being at the Twin Stadium. Let me just talk about Monday. this for a second. Yep. In three games that I got to see Royce Lewis play, he hits a grand slam, his first home run of his career. Then I get to see him run into the wall and get injured oh, yeah. the next week. Yep, and then the next time, just a few days ago. 
And the 0-1, a swing to fly ball, left center field, deep in the gap. This ball's got some carry at the track, at the wall. That ball's gone, a grand slam. He's done it again. Royce Lewis finds the Cleveland bullpen in left center field. He's done it for the second straight game. Back-to-back grand slams here at Target Field, and the Twins have a 6-4 lead. So exciting. It was so fun to be at that game. My dad and I and my girlfriend were literally doing circles, and, and everyone was just so ecstatic. And we've got that electric player now. We've got that guy that, you know, might have the charisma like a Kirby Puckett. We argued about that. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the season. We said that we don't have a dugout leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have a Kirby Puckett. Joe Maurer was never that guy. Morneau was never that guy. Correa is paid like that guy, but yeah. he's not that on the field. Yeah, he's not, yeah he's not that he's guy. He's got a good clubhouse kind of. Yeah, and then we, the we argued Lewis might be the guy, and then he got injured. Mm-hmm. He was out for a while, but now, boy, he's came back. I, you know, I'm always hesitant when guys come back, whether they're going to have some sort of impact, but both him and Polanco have really had an impact since they've been back. So, so a couple of facts on that second Grand Slam. It was the first time a Twins player had ever hit Grand Slams in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was his third Grand Slam of his career. Only two other people had done that in as many plate appearances, less than 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, only about six others had done that in less than 50 career games. And uh, I'm trying to find the other one. There's one more. But moral of the story is that it was a very rare feat to see. Yep. And then he gets up to bat the next day and has the opportunity on Tuesday to do it again. <laughs> and it, it, you just remember watching the game, and it's the first inning, and everything freezes. Like, oh my goodness, he's going to come up with the bases loaded again. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. what he did, but it, but he didn't get. He flew out. He flew out. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen Royce Lewis not look like. I'm going to do everything <laughs> possible right now. It looked like it was because he bit called his shot for the second one. He did. He, he did. Apparently, was in the dugout. Says, "I get up. I'm hitting a grand slam again." And they're like, "What?" I will say, I love the, to stay at the stadium for the post game interviews. They do such a great job. Audra Martin, she's awesome, and uh, Royce Lewis is just so charismatic. Mm-hmm. He was so confident, yeah. and everybody really likes him, and he's a great teammate. And he, you know, for somebody that young, he always seems to say the right thing in such a charismatic way. Join the conversation, the KMGO Text Club, 35270. You throw us some questions our way. We'll make sure to answer them. Uh, my play um, is something that I think uh, is going to be important down the stretch here for the Twins is Jorge Polanco staying hot. And so this was um, when uh, same the game. Twins – Yep, same game. Twins were leading, but this kind of put it out of hand for the Twins. And the pitch hit high in the air down the left field line. I think this is a no-doubter. Way gone. Upper deck. Is that a better call? I think no so if, Pol- if Polanco is is taking is you know, and that's just from the right side. That was from the right side of the plate, and that's not even his best side. Yeah. And I think if he stays hot, which he has been, and healthy, um, that's going to help the Twins for sure. We have a bonus one. I think sometimes we overweight the the home runs, is you know, because they're the exciting play, but. Boy, I tell you, that last game against the Rangers, I was dying on Sunday. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> um, the the Was it the 13th inning, I believe it was? Yes, it was yeah. the 13th yeah. inning, and Michael A. Taylor comes to bat in the 13th inning. Bases loaded. Bases loaded. Three balls and no strikes, and the pitch in the dirt, and he walked in the winning run. The Twins are going to win 7-6. to six. He threw, what, 13 pitches and four of them were strikes, but only one was actually in the strike zone at that, that, the pitcher. Who's the guy? I forget who that guy was. Oh, I'm not sure. Who. At, that, at that point, they're like, yeah. hey, can, 
Hey, Section Thirteen, you want to pitch? Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, at that point, well, we're and they were just like pitchers, they man. were just like I, I'm sure Taylor got talked to and says, "Don't swing, yeah, make <laughs> no. a throw yeah. strike." And yeah. I think they were calling to to our uh, fans and saying, "Can somebody run the bases?" Because yeah. clearly Gallo can't oh, run the bases. Yeah. I mean, it was two of the worst base running plays between Gallo falling down trying yeah. to tag on a foul ball, and then Solano getting. He, he, we would have won the game already on a kill. Gallo just yeah. DFA the guy. I think they're going to hang on to him, which is a mistake. Well, we'll see. And we got a lot of people coming off injury. Uh, but you're listening to the Home Run Reports. We'll be back with a little bit of trin- Twins trivia. Kevin's got a good one for us. And then some Twins Guess Who with Madison. You're listening to the Home Run Porch on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. We're back. It's the Home Run Porch on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Get your thumbs ready to text in at Dance three. Like a duro. Oh, sorry. That was beautiful, Kevin. I know. Don't apologize for singing My, Please apologize. Do not quit your day job, please. <laughs> your day job's working at the radio station. <laughs> exactly. Don't sing. All right. Get your texting ready at 35270 and text in if you know the answer to the trivia question, because Kevin's got a good one here. I do. I was planning on getting something. I had something else lined up, twins related. And then you guys were so, here, I'll teach you a new word, ebullient about the twins about Royce Lewis, I thought, I got to do something with Grand Slams. And so I was, I just was surfing around the net looking at different things, and I just came across so much stuff. I, I don't have the sound. I was going to get the sound, but the sound of Kurt Gibson hitting the Grand Slam in the 88 World Series. Well, is, you already said it was bad. It's bad. It's just, it's, it's just screaming the whole time. <laughs> and so it's not good radio thing. I do agree with Eric Johnson, who said earlier that he thought that the best home run was Kirby's Game 6, which I agree is a Johnny great home Gordon. run, and it's a great call. Yeah. Um, anyway, so here is the question. It's a two-parter. Okay, so text in at 35270 if you think you know uh, the answer to this. Um, and also include your first name so we can give you a shout-out on yeah. the radio. Um, who has the most career grand slams, and how many does that person have? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. So, it have to do you think it maybe would have to be someone who's consistently getting looks at the bases loaded? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How much would that have to go into it? I mean, it has more than you think. Yeah. Yes, that's more than you think. I I think I know the answer to this one, so I feel like I shouldn't influence it super hard. What a, what about like, but also you could just run into a few grand slams. I think that's you know the guy I mean? that we're looking at. I think this is a guy. This isn't who's... a known power hitter, is what you're saying. Well, I think I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but this is a guy who hit some big home runs at some big times. But he kind of just ran into a bunch of grand slams, I believe. I, um, he. This is a person you would not be surprised. Okay. But I will say this. So this puts it more in you two's wheelhouse, which is basically from. 2018 to the present day because you're so young and drives me crazy. Um, the the record was held by the, another player for over 60 years. Oh, okay. oh so this and is a recent player you're saying? Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna guess because I'm actually less confident. Okay, I have a guess so too give after. me the guess that you that you had. I was thinking that it was David Freeze. No. Okay. Freeze. Mm-hmm. I, I think it. he's hit about I've got, 11. I've in his got. Career. By the way, I've got the list of the top thousand. 
Grand God. Slam. Yeah, it's 33 You're pages. You're not going to read all that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I went through and highlighted, but the reason I did it because I wanted to see where I want to see where uh, Royce Lewis was on the list, and he's oh. at like 800 or something like that. Well, I mean, he's he, on the list. Still with early. Yeah, yeah. I, still early. I think David Freeze hit like 11. That's my recollection. Um, I will look in in the meantime. It's, no, it's not David Freeze, and he's not even close. I'll put it okay, so it's way more than 11. Yes. So okay, what was your guess then, Madison? Did you say that it was like he played recent? How recent did this person play? Very recent. It's a person Very you guys recent. all know. Are they still playing? No. Okay. Well, is it? Is it? Are you gonna make a guess? Um, I was gonna say like uh, Jose Bautista. Bautista's Ooh, on the list, guess. but he's not high up at all. Oh, okay. Well, is it Albert Pujols then? Albert Pujols is on the list, but he's not high up either. Okay. Think about this. Here's the thing that sort of throws you off: is the, you know, the obvious ones would be who? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, exactly. Yeah. But also understand that. If Barry Bonds comes up to hit with bases loaded, are they going to give him a pitch? Sometimes no. they actually walked him with the bases. Yeah, loaded they've, they've done I, that a before. lot. I believe it's so. Uh, I believe it's so. Think a dozen of the person. Yeah. Think of the person that bats behind. So, who do you think w- would hold that record for sixty years? It's not Babe it, Ruth. Who would it be then? I think it's a Yankee. Well, who the, batted, Lou Gehrig batted behind Lou Gehrig. Him, so, so Lou Gehrig is second. Okay, okay. but he had the record forever. And his record was 23, so this person has more than 23. Oh, hold on. I got somebody texting in from California, okay. from Los Angeles, California. We have a Gary Troxell says Big Poppy. Big Ooh, Poppy's yes. a good guess, but it's not right. I think it's a you Yankee. Think, you think it's a Yankee still? What, I mean, would it be Judge? I don't think Judge No. Is um, Where did I put? Oh, I David think... Ortiz has 11, so he's a way off the mark. Same number as David Freeze, I believe. Yeah, and I, I was looking for David Freeze. I don't see him on here. So, well, maybe it, maybe the eleven included the postseason Grand Slams. He, Obviously, throughout his entire career, that's that's. By the way, if you hit eleven, you're forty fourth on the list because there's a lot of people. That's the pretty good. The first four are all by themselves. Five as two people, seven as three, and so on as we go down. A recent guy that isn't. How recent can anymore. you say? Can you say the last year he played? Within the last ten years. Okay. Jeez. I'm thinking it's. I will give you a hint. This person did play for the Yankees. Played for other teams, too, but did play for, for the Yankees. I'll give well, you then, one big hint. Okay. Don't give it to no, him. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Not the big I, one. I yeah, think I, a few teams he's played for. I'm, yes. A-Rod, man. That's a good guess. Yes, it is A-Rod. Oh. How many would you say? Uh, so 28 is my guess. Say like 32? 25. Wow. 25. Okay. That's a lot. So here's a few other th- really interesting things. So, so A-Rod's number one at 25. Lou Gehrig, like I said, was at 23. Third place is at 21 is Manny Ramirez. Oh, wow. Which is a good guess I hadn't even thought of when I was looking this up. Hmm. Fourth is 19, Eddie Murray, which we talked about a couple Ooh, weeks ago. Big Eddie Murray fan. And then a fi- five is surprising. There's a tie at five. Willie McCovey, not a big surprise, but Robin Ventura. Oh, interesting. At five. That's a throwback. Um, he also took a some few punches. Famous, some famous. <laughs> he also took what? He also yeah, took oh, a few gosh, punches. Still yeah. one of the greatest videos of all time. Um, some famous people I just highlighted on this list that's 33 pages. Um, <laughs> Ted Williams, 17. He's tied for seventh. Hank Aaron, 10. Tied for He's tied for 10th. He has 16. Albert Pujols, 16. Babe Ruth, 16. Ken Griffey Jr., another great guess. Oh, yeah. He's tied one. for 14th at 15. Mark McGuire, 14. Joey D, Joe DiMaggio, 13. 
Rod I thought you were going to say Joey Gallo. I was I was like, gonna, Barry dang. Bonds, 11. Royce is well on his way, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's still less than 55 games into his career. So, true. And yeah. he's 24. He's got a lot okay, going for Okay, let's do him. a quick one since oh. I'm only going to be here once in a while. Really quick one. Okay. Who has the most hit by pitches in the history of the Twins? What? Okay, twins. I, I still Come have like nine more questions. Tim LaCosta. Go quick. Uh... Matt Walner is on his way. That's the hint. Is oh. that Matt Walner has the most through the first 50 games <laughs> of a sure. career. He's br- yeah, not just for Twins, but for the, Come the on, league. Guys. I'll give you a big hint. Uh, Bruno, is it? Look at the teams that won the World Championships. Oh, was it Kirby Puckett? No, I wouldn't say Kirby. I'd say Greg Gagne. Oh. Nope. Uh, Steve Lombardozzi. Think of somebody who, who leaned over the plate a lot, got a lot of walks, took a lot of pitches. Chuck. Chuck. Nob- Chuck Knobloch. Chuck. No, a few kids on the knob block, right? I, I get why All they right. were throwing at him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would have thrown him too. All right, I got a couple more Grand Slam questions for us. Most Grand Slams hit in a game by a team. Oh, by a team. I was going to yes. say by a person. In it's one two. game. Jeez. <laughs> um, Four? Three. Three. Mm-hmm. Yankees versus the A's in 20,000. 20, 2011. They won 22 to nine. Oh, yeah. That's a big, um, big I won't number. go into the names on this one. 13 players have hit two grand slams in a game. See, I was right. The most recent, <laughs> Josh, Josh Willingham oh. for the Nationals in 2009. Sure, 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 sure. So, wait, well, that would have been Here, before he came to the Twins. Yes. That's yes. why we gave him now, a huge here's, contract. Here's one of the coolest ones. One player has hit two grand slams in the same inning. Whoa. One player has done this. I knew this at one point. Yes, this was this is a kind of a famous one. It's Fernando Tatis, senior, not junior. Yep, that's it. So that's uh, in August or uh, April of '99. Um, most home. How about this one? Most Grand Slams in a season. By, um, by a player, like, a player to hit the most in one season. I'm gonna say A Rod hit like five in 2003. Six. It is six. I don't know. And who, it is though. a Yankee, but it's not A Rod. Or a Posada. I don't. Know. <laughs> Just throwing one out. Posada. What? He could have been bad eighth you. in the inning. The, hey, the be nice to Jorge. I love eighth Jorge. Hitters can yeah, hit grand well, slams that's true. too. Um, Don Mattingly oh. in 1987. Oh, the, another person who just did it recently was Travis Hafner. Oh. And here's the most Local interesting, yeah. interesting stat: six pitchers have hit grand slams in games. Six, six of them. We're gonna get yeah. all six. We're yeah. gonna Mad get bum. all six. Uh, all right. of them. Matt the only, Bum's one. The only one you would know, well, okay, Matt Bum, but the only one you would know would be a um, would be Babe Ruth when he was still pitching. Uh, but all the rest of them are like uh, Big Train, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, hit one. So they were all from the old days. Oh, there was. So. I thought well, Mad Bum hit one, didn't he? Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, hit one. Madison okay. Bumgarner. All right, good. I'm just telling you, that's also, the truth. I, when the internet <laughs> went down last night, there there's one player that has hit what they call home runs for the cycle. So in one game he hit a solo home run, a run a home run with one person on, a home run with two people on, and a grand slam, and it was in the minor leagues. And I don't remember the guy's name because I uh, lost the internet at that point. So I'll tell you what: when Royce didn't hit a grand slam in his first at bat, and then he came back and hit the most decisive home run of his career in his next at bat for a yeah. solo shot, I was like, "This dude's really going to hit for the home run cycle," and then hit up a grand yeah. slam in three straight games. Yeah. Unfortunately, the other offensive players didn't uh, give him the opportunity. Yes. 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 So there you go. That's the question of the week. Right. It's kind of kind of interesting. Like I said, there is a thousand people on this list, and it's I printed it off, and it was a mistake because it was thirty three pages. Did you Jeez. print that off at home? I sure uh, hope uh, so. Yes, we we oh have my. printers here. That no, I printed it here. Okay, good. It here. Okay, it's good. <laughs> All right, is there everyone ready here? Uh, Mike Cameron hit five grand slams in his career. Whoever that is. 
There's a lot of guys still active. Brandon Crawford, five, Rayfield Beavers. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sorry. coming we're coming back here soon on the home run porch. Uh I have a very special guess who this week. Um I can't wait to share it with you all. Um guess Wait, wait, who? can I guess at him? Jesse no. Crane. No. <laughs> Billy Bean. Guess who? Minnesota Jesse. Twins edition uh, coming is, up. Tim Tuffle. On the ninety seven ninety and one oh four point seven. Will Fong. KFGO. You're listening to the Home Run Porch. Kevin Kennedy, Will Thompson, Madison Quinn, and our special guest, Miles Barnum. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we reached the favorite part of the week, the Jesse Crane segment. We talk about all things Jesse Crane and what he is yet to accomplish. And what he's his, up to right what now. What he's up to right now. We really need to call him and get him as a special guest. We'll try, to, we'll try to work that out for everyone. But like Kevin said, it's time for Guess Who? Minnesota Twins edition for this week. Um, should be fun one. Digged this. I dug this one up. Um, so I'm going to get right into it, and I think we're going to do it and just we're going to have collective guesses from you guys. All right? Okay. So you can All talk right. about it. You can say we'd like the next prompt. Okay. Okay. Or if you want to burn a guess. Okay. So I, we also have some awesome music we're going to oh, play in the background for this. So um, uh, let's get that music going. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. This guess is- who? Minnesota Twins edition. Your first prompt. This guy was drafted by the Florida Marlins in the 2000 MLB draft. And he, oh, uh, uh, he was drafted in the 2000 MLB draft by the Florida Marlins. Okay, I think uh, so I, I Carl Pavano. That's oh. incorrect. Okay. That's incorrect. I, I would say Luis Castillo, but he played for the Twins. Before, you know, so he played for the Marlins. I think in the 90s, so he wouldn't be. Yeah, a, wouldn't have same thing with Mike Redman, who was also a Marlin. Uh, would you like the next prompt? Yeah, yes. let's get one more prompt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ninth in Rookie of the Year voting in 2006. For, for the Twins? No. For Miami. Oh, you're killing me. With 26 home runs, 74 RBIs, and an 8.52 OPS. For Miami, I'm guessing. I don't know if was we can still playing for that. Miami at the time. I can confirm it was okay. the Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I can so. confirm. You sound oh, like an man. FBI agent. Killing can me. Can I ask a question? <laughs> yes. How many years did he play for the Twins? That's probably going to be one of the one of the things he's going to get. Yes. Yeah. I can say he played for three seasons for the Twins. Oh. So after 2007. Yep. At least, at the very least. Would you like the next prompt? Yes, Yeah, please. I think we need one. His similar player in the MLB, on baseball reference, is Marcelo Zuna. Okay, so we're looking at a, a batter, not a pitcher. Interesting. Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna's a power bat in the corner outfield. Okay. Okay. So an outfielder. Wait, I know. Oh no, no, no. wrong Florida team. I would. Uh, For the record, I was going to say Delman Young, but that that was the Rays. That was the Rays. Yeah, Delman. I thought about Delvin was on my list for this week. By the way, met him. Pretty good dude. Is he cool? That's what I heard. I've heard that. And and John, my son John, really liked him. He was a pretty good guy. This is a really good one, man. Here's a fun one. Okay. He led the league in double plays turned as a left fielder in 2009 with two. <laughs> oh. And he was playing with the Washington Nationals. The Nationals. Okay, so we That's got like Marlins. Leading the league in Grand Slams with two. Nationals. Twins. Marlins, Nationals, then twins. 26 home runs. This one's going to give rookie. it away for you guys, Oof. I think. You think so? Any guesses? All right. Jesse Crane. No. 
He he earned a silver slugger in 2012 wait, with wait, the wait, Twins. Wait, wait, wait. Hold was, on, let me finish. <laughs> oh. I had a guess. He what? reached career highs in almost every stat- statistical category in 2012 with the Twins. He hit 35 home runs in 110 Oh, so RBIs. he was a great player, yeah. and we got rid of him. No, I know who it is. I should have said Will? it, but it was Josh Willingham. That is yeah. correct. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, and I was very what? nervous because someone you just yeah, mentioned Josh Willingham, and I'm like, that's when I got it. Uh, he mentioned wow. him on the Nationals, and I went, I didn't know he played for the Nationals. I know he was drafted by Florida, but he was crazy. also named the AL Player of the Week for um, April 9th through the 15th in 2012. He was 10 for 22 with three home runs in three consecutive games and four RBIs, and he got a hit in every single game. Um, also in 2012. His home run total totaled him with Bob Allison's 35 home runs in 1963 for the most by a Minnesota Twin following their move in 1961, not named Harmon Killebrew. Oh, I was going to say, didn't Connor yeah. have more than that? Okay. Not so, named. Uh, really, so, so none of those guys like Kirby or Herbeck or Gaiety never had more than no. that, huh? And this wow. was pretty much, on baseball reference, this was pretty much his best his best season of his career. And um, after that, you know, he flamed out with the Twins. He signed a... They got, he got traded to the Royals at the end of his career, and then he kind of flamed it up. But now he's coaching high school baseball in his hometown. I love that. Cool. I love so. when guys go back and coach high school. That's awesome. Fun fact about Josh Willingham, I was listening to this on the radio the other day with the Twins, and they said that they single-handedly blamed Josh Willingham for why Brian Dozier ended up not being a major league player anymore because he taught him to hit for power to left field and become a 40-home run guy, mm. and he forgot how to do what he did. Before that, which was to get on base and to hit oh, for average. The Luis Arias uh, <laughs> school of batting. Oh, you know what? I've got something that I could play here. Please you guys don't probably play like. his highlights from Listen to this. Oh, boy, he's amazing. Base boy, right he's field, amazing. Arias. He's seen two pitches, has two singles. On this one, two he's singles. tied the game. How many home runs did he have? Luis Arias All drives right. home All J.D. Right. Martinez, and it's tied. <laughs> um, I would give an update, but I stopped tracking it because he's he's not. It's not going to happen. When we talked yesterday, the discussion is: Will he, I mean he's got a couple people on his heels? Will he still win? The, I think he will, but I mean, you know, it's, it's competitive. Okay, you know, there's only ten guys in the major leagues that are batting over 300. Ten in Jeez. both leagues. That makes sense. That's, that's the dichotomy ridiculous. between Arise's perceived offensive value and his actual value. Do I got to play this again. Fans still Please care don't. way too much about batting. Average. All right, who wrote the article? You got to give him credit if you're going to quote it. Boy, he's amazing. He's amazing. Base hit oh, anyway, yeah. all right, so a quick quick little thing. We're going to touch on uh, the waiver wire um, additions for the Cleveland Guardians here for a sec, but uh, Byron Buxton did make an appearance last night for the yeah, St. Paul Saints. Yeah, how'd it go? I didn't, I didn't see an update. He played in center field. I'm not sure if he made any plays out there, maybe a catch. He made he, one catch, okay. and then he threw it in, and it would have gone perfectly to where the cutoff person was supposed to be, but the cutoff person wasn't there, mm-hmm. and so it just rolled into the infield. It didn't have any difference. of it, no, Nothing changed because of that. Did he <laughs> play seven innings, which they were? Seven, yep. To, he he did, walked okay. twice. A hit and two walk. Yep. A hit and two walks. Oh, okay. So at least he's not striking out, I guess. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, did he, it's triple uh, The bigger question is how did he, well, we didn't see it, but how did he look? Did he look like he was gimping around or? Uh, he looked good from what I've been told. I've okay. been told he was running well. He was decelerating well. The plan is to keep him down there for what, a week? Well, Four the plan is that he gets tonight off and then tomorrow he's going to DH and then they're going to get more of a plan. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So uh, let's get on to this waiver wire, all right? Yes, so basically, Madison's been fuming all day oh, about the waiver wire. <laughs> so basically, what 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 happened is honestly, it's kind of created a big second trade deadline almost. Um, the Angels, uh, these the Angels who 
were buyers at the deadline and bought all these players because they wanted to give Shohei a chance. Um, lost like how many straight after the? They went seven and seventeen after seven and yeah. after that. Yeah. So obviously they're not in it, and so they decided to dump you know a bunch of their players that they had just signed that are going to be you know some are going to be free agents for the next or or will be free agents yes. for the next year. Yeah, all well, of them will be free agents. Um, so the reason that they're doing this is that they've they've they're raising the white flag as as much as one can. Uh, and they're just trying to save money so they can get under the uh, the tax threshold. They're they're over this uh, the the luxury tax threshold. If they get under it when they when they lose show high in free agency, instead of getting a fourth round pick, they'll get a second round pick and they'll get two million extra dollars. So, but also it seems to me that they pretty much blocked the Twins from getting something they sorely needed in a couple relievers. The main high the the, the highlight signings were. Lucas Giolito, who's a starting pitcher. Um, Matt Moore, who's a left-handed reliever, who I think would have fit really good with the yeah, Twins. Yeah, that was a talk in the Twins world. And Ronaldo Lopez. So, honestly, it seemed, you know, like we talked about before, if we beat sweep the Guardians, there's no chance they put in those waiver claims, <sighs> in my opinion. I, I, I disagree, though. I, I think that they are willing to spend, I think it's going to come up to be like about $3 million. I think they're willing to spend $3 million just to, you know, mess with us. Uh, yeah, and I think it's point. important to introduce why the Twins even had a shot at these waiver claims. The way they the way they do it is in reverse order. The worst teams can make the claims first. Yeah. The Twins were one of the worst teams record-wise to actually be able to go after these players, and the Guardians were obviously five games behind. So they mm-hmm. they trumped us. In I just of- don't want to repeat it last year when we were in first place and then it's the in a, Guardians in a world, zoomed I, past us. And, I don't and, want to be, say this, but in a world, how big is this road trip? Very important well, road important. trip. This, it's and obviously, not, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Twins could be in second place by next Wednesday. Well, and the Guardians, the Guardians would have to sweep had, the. You know, we said earlier, Rays. had the Twins won yesterday, they, I think they would have figured they're not going to be seven games back. Is much different than five games back. But the next, who do the Guardians play? They have the Rays. They have the Rays this weekend. Well, okay, so. oh, that's at at home, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, so if the Rays can take two of those three. That kills them. Here's they're, the thing. Here's them. the yeah. thing. Yeah. We had we had a chance to get another, uh, you know, some relief help, but this doesn't this doesn't, you know, take away the fact that they did nothing during the trade deadline. Our middle so East honestly, I think garbage. this is exactly what the yeah. Twins, uh, you know, they don't they don't deserve a, a second chance at the trade deadline. If they're going to fumble the trade deadline so bad like they did, well, you shouldn't get a second chance and just be better. Although what I will say is that if we would have traded for someone like Lucas Giolito at the trade deadline and then he came and pitched to a 7 ERA for the Twins, people would have been more mad than with the Mallet trade. We had trade. never talked about getting Giolito. Though. Well, I, just for example, though. Oh, I, I mean, okay. it, it was a high price to pay at the dead. Look at Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham went for a 17-year-old, five-tool, recently drafted guy. And, and he's hitting worse than Carlos Correa since he got mm-hmm. traded. I mean, that's the prices that the deadline we're bringing. Let's, uh, let's, uh, the, the difference between us and the Guardians, though, is the Guardians aren't as good as they were last year. Correct, yeah. And we are better than we were last year. Absolutely. Our starting pitcher, yeah. pitching really stands out. So yeah. that should be the difference maker. Uh, but who knows? Um, I got one thing before we go. Uh, no, I'm going to do a preview real quick, and then we'll come back and t- do some final thoughts. Um, uh, Justin and I, or Miles and I, did a, did a podcast earlier this week. I'll put it up tonight. Uh, it's an extra union podcast. I just want to give a short preview of that. So we've got Duran, who's we haven't even talked about our our stud um, closer and, and how great okay. our rotation is. Let me just talk, let's well, let's finish up with Duran. I'm having doubts that Duran is the ninth inning guy. 
then who else is it? Jax? I don't. Yeah, that's, well, it, no, really it's not. Here's the here's the problem. Roughly, we don't have a ninth inning guy. Let me put it that way. Um, I think Lopez. We're, are we going to have to end this segment? No, I no. I, I, my frustration with with Duran is this: every time he comes in, no matter what the situation, somebody's getting on. Doesn't matter. Could be a home run. Could be a single. Could be a walk. Whatever it is, he puts a person on, and. Your ninth inning guy can't be that guy. You know who used to do that? Joe Nathan. All the time. Yeah, Joe Nathan. You remember him doing his horse but Joe, thing? But Joe, but Joe, but <laughs> and he would get out of the inning all the time. Yeah, yeah, but Deron doesn't. Don't, Don doesn't get out of the inning. So there's a little preview. We had a, that was taped Monday night, by the way. Yeah. And then we were sitting at my house watching the game on Tuesday afternoon. And Deron came in and effectively lost the game. You so. jinxed him. That's what can you did. We, can That's we end on said. something positive instead of yes, us disagreeing? Yes, you, you have 10 seconds. Okay, so I just want to talk talk about clubhouse chemistry. This is what Kepler said. I can't just credit me Nine as an seconds. individual. It has to do with how the whole clubhouse chemistry kind of changed the second half of our team. Go Twins! Go Twins!